Today on Recruiting Hell, discipline trumps motivation. Motivation can be beaten by your mood, and you need to forge an iron will for yourself and make your job hunt an actual job, because you're very likely in this for the long haul. Also in this episode, time blocking. A former SEAL Team 3 member gives you a wake-up call and a special lesson in discipline from a four-pound rabbit. Hello, and welcome to Recruiting Hell. I'm glad you're here with us today. I'm your host, Rob Conlon. It's episode 16 of Recruiting Hell today, and the topic for this show actually took me a long time to come up with, and in almost a moment of panic, it dawned on me what we should be talking about today, because it's been something that is a general struggle for everyone, whether it's for your job hunt, a new habit like exercise, or something like the flow of a new job. Our topic today is discipline versus motivation. And while we're going to talk about some of the good and bad points of both, there's one of those two characteristics that will win out in the long run, no matter what. Now, before we begin a bit of housekeeping, uh, bringing you up to date with the show itself, uh, this episode actually caps the first 90 days of Recruiting Hell which came from a frustrated pipe dream back in early 2020 with my own personal job hunt. And I can't believe how far we've come in such a short time, thanks to you, the listener. If you're a long-time listener, you're amazing. And I can't thank you enough for the time you've spent listening to my work. I'm humbled, and I really hope it's given you huge benefits in return. On the same token, if you're new here, thanks for coming by. I hope this show and its other episodes help you to find new or better work. So again, if you're listening to this show, you're here for one of two reasons. Getting a new or a better job. Today's job market is tough, and you're in the awful situation I call recruiting hell, where good jobs are few and far between, scams, underpayment, and ridiculous requirements for entry-level jobs are abundant here. This show is about teaching you to avoid the pitfalls of the modern job hunt and help build you as a person to bring your interview and job hunting game to the next level. The show is here to help you keep going in your search so you can get out of recruiting hell. So whether you're on your 200th application, 50th rejection email, or second recruiter ghosting you this week, you're welcome at this table to learn new skills to help you win your job hunt. This show is about helping people. And in the prior moments to recording this, I had the privilege of speaking with a, a handful of folks who are listeners who have actually landed positions and thanked this show in whole or part for their new opportunities. I can't tell you how proud I am that these folks have gotten out of recruiting hell. And for those of you who have, I hope you enjoy your new careers. And certainly that you come back and see us as a success story from time to time. Alright, our topic today, discipline versus motivation. I recently had a conversation with a consultant about the show. And he mentioned to me that the one thing he found a little bit off-putting, uh, especially in my solo episodes, was that sometimes I take a little too long to get to the point. So in the spirit of taking that feedback, I want to give those of you who may feel the same way your major takeaway from this discussion right now. 
Discipline trumps motivation every single day of the week. That's literally the single shining golden bullet point from this episode. But in this episode, we'll dive deeper. We'll review my personal method for job hunting discipline, a lesson from a very unexpected place, and a resource manual that you can actually go pick up to help instill some discipline in your life. Now, some of you might call that the Cliff's Notes version of the episode, and there, there's a lot more to this, though, and that starts with the why behind discipline. Discipline is developed. Discipline is uncompromising. Discipline is iron. Motivation can wax and wane, and you might wake up ready to take on the universe one day and feel like a pile of garbage the next. Now, believe me, that's pretty much been my last 48 hours. Monday was a day to conquer the world, and on Tuesday, despite the pouring rain, which I absolutely love, and the peaceful quiet of my house, which was perfect for making a podcast, my motivation was, was just gone, and we'll just say that Tuesday went downhill from there. This can happen to you in your job hunt as well. You might get laid off or fired or let go for some reason, and you might really want to stick it to the world by finding that new job overnight. But the reality is, is that doesn't happen usually. We all want or wanted a quick victory. It keeps us on top. But the reality is, according to Forbes, your new job hunt is likely to last five months or longer. Five months. That's 150 days. It's a long time. And the flame of motivation will most certainly gutter and or go out at least once in that time span. Even if 99% of your days rock, you've still got one and a half days in that span of 150 that don't. And I don't really know anybody who has 99% good days. Even people who have 90% good days are somewhat hard to find. So this brings us to the first reason that discipline trumps motivation. Discipline is not subject to your feelings. It simply gets done. Creating discipline is not easy. And it starts with creating a habit. Now you've probably heard the phrase, that a habit takes three weeks to make and three days to break. And that's pretty accurate for our non-scientific purposes that we're going to take as gospel at this time. So how do you turn your job hunt from being a motivation-powered endeavor to being a discipline-powered endeavor? I'm going to share a couple tricks with you here that I really found helped me. And I, I certainly hope that by building this element of your life that you're able to uh, almost systematize and, and, and maybe mechanize isn't quite the right word, your job hunt, but that automation factor uh, somewhat comes in. And step one to this is schedule. And when work is out of the picture, the structure of a schedule is one of the biggest things that people lose. The structure of our day uh, needing to be at the office or signed into working from home at a certain time keeps us on a timetable, uh, much like a train or a bus schedule. And like it or not, it actually has the benefit to make sure that you're always on that timetable, kind of considering your actions based around uh, an immovable, which in this case is work. And that's the core pillar of that habit. So when work goes away and it's out of the picture, you need to build your own core pillar to start getting discipline into your life again. And for job hunting, there are a few central ideas that you can build on. 
I know personally, for myself, I am much more likely to get uh, stay up later than to get up earlier. I like the night. That's when I get my social interaction, so I shifted my schedule towards that. I don't have to be up and signed into my old procurement job systems by 8 a.m. I need to put out a great piece of podcast content right now, and it's accompanying social media pieces at least once a week or maybe twice, if at all possible. So I shifted my schedule towards the evening. Uh, sleeping in, if you will, but really not sleeping any more than the standard, you know, six, seven, eight hours. I'm up and raring to go for my day by 9.45 my time rather than the 7.45 I used to be at. And there is an immovable alarm that I set for myself via my phone that makes that happen every single weekday. So step one is starting to define that schedule with an uncompromising starting point. And you can't break this because otherwise the rest of the system falls apart. Uh, I set that uncompromising time at 9.45. I've shifted my day two hours. Instead of going to bed at, say, 11, I go to bed at 1, I get up at sometime between uh, 8.30 and 9.45. But that 9.45 moment is last call. And making sure that you know that it's last call and abide by last call is exceptionally important. So we have the first point in our day here uh, of creating kind of a pillar and a schedule for ourselves, and that's the wake-up point. Uh, step two is something really that borrows from the sales world, and it's called day segmentation, or you may hear it called block scheduling, things like that. But day segmentation is blocking your day into pieces and scheduling a task for each of these segment pieces. And you likely have things right now, uh, whether you are employed or not, such as housework, childcare, meals, cutting the grass, other things on your list of things to do, of being a responsible adult, that are going to take up some of these segments. And that's why it's important that you find the ones that you know that you can stick to, the times you can stick to every single day, and fill them with the work that is most important to advancing your career right now, whether that's job hunting or uh, training to get some new skills so you can get a better position, you need to put those activities into these prime times. And this is based on a sales tactic I learned a few years ago. Long story short, to give you a little bit of background, in sales, if you're making phone calls, there are good times to call prospects. Uh, usually, I believe the I think it was 10.15 in the morning was the top time to call a prospect. Uh, usually it's because they're between meetings or they've gotten all their morning stuff done and they're kind of in that, that lull, if you will. But there are also bad times, like over the lunch hour or late afternoon. The goal of this idea is to place the task that you're trying to do in the time slot it has the best chance for success or greatest efficiency. So if we go back to that sales job uh, that I had where I learned this, there were always other things to do as a part of the sales process. Things like follow-up emails and logging information into the customer management system. These things went into the time slots that weren't optimal for calling. So if you were doing a follow-up at 10.15, 10.30 in the morning, you could actually be spending your time getting more prospects and more business into your pipeline because that was the time of day that somebody knew 
to your sales process was most likely to pick up. You were far better off for your bottom line calling a new person rather than following up with somebody you'd already talked to. The trick was to save the work that didn't involve prospects for the late afternoon or lunchtime when they were least likely to take a call. So maybe you want to get your job applications into inboxes first thing in the morning. Maybe that's your goal. So what you have to do then is schedule your job application time at the time where you can be most efficient, put out the most job apps or upgrade or whatever it it is that uh, gets you a better position in your company. You have to schedule this at a time where it's going to land effectively for you. And maybe this is a, a time that you do either a late night search or you start an early morning search for your job. Uh, basically, if you want it to be on the top of the recruiter or HR person's uh, inbox at 8 a.m. when they get in, you may have to start that job search at 6 or 7 a.m. or send it the night before after the kids have gone to bed at 10 or 11. And again, I'm not saying you have to stay up late or alter your actual like sleep schedule to get this done, but you have to find the points in which your job hunt is going to be most effective of using your time. That's the important part and also achieving the goals you want to achieve. So again, if you're looking for those job applications to be in companies' hands first thing in the morning, a late night or an early morning session to get that handled is probably a good idea. So you can put uh, the job search slot as something valuable late at night, but not maybe mid-afternoon. Maybe that's when you cut the grass, take care of the kids, whatever it might be, prep dinner, Along those lines, you get the picture. Do things at the time that they are most likely to succeed at or achieve your goals at. Now, for me, that consists of, again, getting up at my buzzer alarm or sometime before it, and at 9.45, rain or shine, sad or happy, I need to start my day and be ready to rock and roll at 10 a.m. for Westport Studios. In that 15 minutes, all of my self-care and prep for the day needs to happen. Shower, shave, clothes, hair, restroom, quick meal, big mug of water for my job hunt block, or rather production of this show in this case, which is going to happen at 10 a.m. So starting that block on time is important because it gives you a second anchor point in your day for your schedule. So with step two, remember, use your most uninterrupted segments for your most important tasks and focus exclusively on them. No loud music, no social media, put your phone in a drawer, minimal distractions. Now this leads us into step three, which is part of the efficiency of this method. And step three is time. And day blocking takes a a bit of time to get used to, but it's also allowing you to make sure that you always have time for the things that are really important, getting a new career or advancing your existing one. There are going to be times where you do your job hunt, especially after, you know, a couple weeks or months, and you say to yourself, oh, you know, I scheduled two hours for this, and I scheduled too much time for my job hunt. I'm going to tell you right now, no, you didn't. There are other ways to push your job hunt forward. Do things like create a list of search terms for tomorrow. Look up the types of jobs for your degree. 
make a list of jobs that other people you know have and see if any of their skill set relates to yours. It might also be a great opportunity to make a list of folks to network with if you're interested in your their position. There's never not any work to do on your job hunt. And anybody who tells you that is lying to you. Uh, it reminds me very much of when I uh, had one of my first real jobs. I worked in a kitchen. I was a prep chef. And it gave me a love of cooking, which is great. But it also taught me some very good discipline things about running a, a bit of food service and things like that. I had a boss um, who, great guy. I'm still connected with him on LinkedIn. And he is uh, he's somewhere up high in the, in the Zilly group right now in Milwaukee here, if I'm not mistaken. So he's, he's really made it. And I'm super proud uh, to still know him and, and have, you know, kind of seen the, the past, if you will. But he had a somewhat of a uh, Sylvester Stallone kind of voice. Again, I'm not making fun of him. That's just kind of how he sounded. Uh, and he would say to me, if I said I was, you know, finished with all the tasks and all the recipes I needed to make, he would always say to me, Conlon, you got time to lean? You got time to clean. And that's really kind of something that is beneficial, not just to, you know, running a, a tight ship in a restaurant, but with your job hunt, you can't ever stop. You have, you have to always be pushing forward on some front. Sometimes, yes, you do hit that wall. You do hit that, oh my gosh, I have exhausted every job in my county. Well, then you need to move to the next county over, or you need to find the jobs that aren't there, or you need to look for niche job boards. That's one that's really important. We'll probably do an episode on that uh, here in the new f near future. Um, I believe uh, episode 17's guest mentions those uh, tremendously as well. A niche job board is really something that can be a huge advantage rather than the big five or six that we generally talk about. So, there's never not work to do on your job hunt. There's also things like follow-ups. And not every job needs that. And every application you put out, you don't necessarily want to bomb uh, HR with, you know, hey, is this here? Hey, is this here? But this can help to keep track of, of two things. You can A, follow up internally with yourself to examine old postings, see if they're still open, or if you want to maybe just push gently. You may inquire with a few of them that didn't say, you know, don't contact us and see if there is a next step. So that's the structure I use to keep a job hunt disciplined. Uh, we have the setting of kind of the, the non-negotiable points. We have the time blocking. And then we have the uh, kind of advancement on as many fronts as we can to get further into our job hunt. And that's how I keep myself disciplined. I certainly hope that is effective for you. It happens every day, rain or shine. We do something to advance our job, advance our method of job hunting every day. You cannot stop. So that brings us to our next point about discipline. And during the writing of this episode, that previous segment I had completed on Monday evening. I called it quits. And that's great. I, you know, sometimes episodes take a few days to write. And the next segment was taught to me by a very unexpected manner. I wrote this uh, a day or two after the uh, events of Tuesday, which were kind of life-changing. And some of you who have 
experience this will probably feel the same way. Uh, discipline was taught to me in a very unexpected manner by a very special little creature who is unfortunately no longer with us. On the evening of August 25th, uh, one of my uh, wife and I, we have four pet rabbits, one of them passed away. And I'll be very open with you and tell you that this portion of the show uh, took me a number of takes to read through uh, to make sure I could make it through without tears. Um, our little fluffy thing's name was Pumpkin, and she was wonderful and sweet and kind and very much loved her three sisters and, and myself and my wife. We really miss her. She's gone, and we accept that. But in her departure, and the reason I'm telling you about my rabbit that has passed, is she left a wonderful legacy and a lesson for all of us that we need to keep moving. Having Pumpkin pass away was a bad thing that happened in my life. And when bad things happen in your life, they are motivation's greatest enemy. And as I wrote this episode, I had the overwhelming urge on Tuesday and Wednesday to just throw in the towel and see how I felt later in the week on Thursday or Friday as we grieved Pumpkin's departure. And my motivation to do this show, which I love and which I really enjoy, just withered in the face of adversity. But the one thing that saved me and the one thing as a, that as a result saved the show's content schedule and is keeping the business moving in the right direction is discipline. Discipline and the attitude that you must do the things that keep you moving forward is what's going to carry the day. And no matter who you are, you need discipline and structure in your life and in your job hunt. Now, make no mistake, I'm not saying that motivation is bad. We need motivation to go farther than we ever have in life, to reach higher and to stretch and to grow ourselves. What I'm telling you is that discipline is what you need first in order to let motivation shine. If anything, you need the motivation to become disciplined. Once you light that fire and keep it burning for a bit, you'll find that a whole lot of things from job hunting to relationships get a whole heck of a lot easier. And it took the death of a beloved pet of nearly nine years who we raised from a seven-week-year-old little ink blot into a loving, caring part of our family to have me realize that. And in her departure... Punkin had one more lesson for us, and for that, Punkin, thank you. So closing the show and, and maybe bringing things back up a little bit here, uh, there's a resource out there for you to become disciplined outside of what I can tell you. I can, I can sit here all day and I can tell you that, you know, the methods to set a nice schedule for your day to replace the pillar of work. I can tell you about how discipline carried the day for me here recently with Punkin's passing. But one of the greatest things that I've ever seen, which is really a blueprint that anybody can use for adding more discipline to their life, is a book by a gentleman who is, uh, who's named Jocko Willink. And you may have heard of him. Uh, Jocko is a former member of SEAL Team 3. And he wrote the book Discipline Equals Freedom, a field manual, uh, among a few others that are also very uh, discipline-oriented. Uh, I'm going to tell you it's one of the strangest and most in-your-face and blunt books I've ever read, but I really enjoyed it. So I, your humble host, 
I am not perfect. I am overweight. I don't exercise or clean the house enough. The list goes on of the things that I am not disciplined on. But what this book gives you is a blueprint to improve those areas. And it does it in a way that is part words of wisdom, part drill instructor, and part motivational speaker, except that this is not a motivational speaker. Jocko is a disciplinational speaker. Jocko speaks in very plain and very clearly understandable English to the heart of some of your and my deepest internal flaws. And for a lot of us, uh, myself included, that's sometimes very hard to hear. The book is easily digestible and can be read either as a, a lump in a day or I kind of prefer it as a morning habit, maybe a page or two. Uh, and the way the book is laid out very much lends itself to that. Uh, it's my suggestion you grab a, a copy if you're able. Uh, it can definitely be something to really instill some discipline in your life. And they aren't terribly expensive. Uh, doing the research for this book, or for this book, for the episode, for the book, I looked at Amazon. And they're selling it for just shy of 14 bucks. Uh, it's a really nice uh, piece of printing and it's a worthwhile piece of investment in yourself but it can be a pretty abrupt wake-up call for your life so a word of caution remember Jocko is a special operations guy you know, spec ops black ops he doesn't mince words so if you're a bit more sensitive to criticism or, or whatever it might be uh, take that as you will Jocko is uh, not gruff but Jocko is very blunt uh, but he isn't the definitive authority on discipline, but he's still a great place to start if you're having difficulty getting things rolling, even if his discipline is maybe a little bit more harsh than what you're used to. So remember, discipline trumps motivation every time. Every time. And I hope this has given you a new outlook on your job search and kind of the push to start making your job search a bit of a job on its own. It actually kind of should be. It needs to be complete with structure, objectives, and schedules. So that's our episode on why discipline trumps motivation. And again, I'm not here to crap on motivation, but discipline carries the day every single time. So to close out the show, uh, I know I've kind of touched on a number of these over the past few episodes, but I figured I'd kind of codify this into a, a short list here. Uh, a few Quick updates for you, the listener. Uh, number one, do go visit us on that spiffy new website, recruiting-hell.com. Uh, we finally got a .com domain name, and, and that's what we're going to stick with. So go there, click things, follow us on social media, uh, on the buttons that, that took me forever to post. Like Those were, man, that was just a pain in the backside to, to get those ready. So please click them. Uh, number two, there is a newsletter in the works right now, so to be sure to sign up for that as well. Uh, and you'll get some great additional insight into your inbox. Uh, number three, the show continues to take off, and so much so that there are a few really neat products and companies that have actually reached out to me to appear on the show in coming episodes. Uh, I don't want you to worry, that because all of them seem to be really great folks, and their products are directly related to your job hunt. And some of them are even free, which just gives you more tools in your toolbox. So number four, uh, again, to kind of close this and wrap this up here, in addition to the website, we're also on Patreon now. Uh, so bounce over there, take a look at the tiers to support the show, uh, plus there are some opportunities to see upcoming content, get some personalized coaching. It's a great way to support the show 
and get some specifically tailored advice for your job hunt that is, you know, beyond the scope of me creating a podcast uh, for kind of everybody in this case. That's all I've got for you right now, folks. And uh, as a reminder, you know, uh, Recruiting Hell is a production of uh, Westport Studios here in beautiful Port Washington, Wisconsin. Uh, and we're also part of what is called Podcast Town, uh, which is a great community uh, not only for podcasters, but to also find other excellent shows uh, from folks who are not only uh, influential to me and help me make this show better, but also run uh, some pretty great shows themselves. And eventually we'll have a kind of friends of the show page uh, on recruitinghell.com to make sure that uh, you, if you're looking for more great content on a variety of topics from fantasy football to uh, workplace professionalism and, and hairstyles in the workplace, that there's really an opportunity uh, for you to get some more great content and, and hear from some excellent creators. So other than that, uh, our final thank you is to Purple Planet Music, as always, for our theme song, and you, the listener, for tuning in. I'm Rob Conlon, and until we meet again, keep moving forward with your self-betterment and your job hunt. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and Recruiting Hell will be here to help you keep pace. <laughs>